Hi, welcome to the Lima Reads podcast. This is where you can hear from Lima Public Library staff about our all-time favorite authors and stories and what we're currently reading. You may also hear news about the library and our community. Hi everyone, this is Danny, and I have a very special guest with me today, author Claire Lezebnik. Um, last week I recommended to you some of her books that we have in our collection, mostly um, Epic Fail is what I discussed last week. Hello Claire, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. So, um, can you tell our listeners kind of what, what you write about, what do you most enjoy about writing? How did you oh. become an author? Wow, that's a lot. Um, uh, I became an author because I read so much as a kid, mm -hmm. which we were talking about earlier. I um, never got my nose out of a book, which may have uh, I may have paid a price for socially, but um, <laughs> ultimately. But um, so I honestly never conceived of a career other than writing. I wish I had in many ways. I, I wish I had been a little more oriented towards something mechanical or biological or something mm -hmm. because but I read so much that I really thought the dream was to write something that other people would read that's mm -hmm. that always that was always the dream and um at times it receded at times it came closer and um you know and then it became a reality and that was that was really amazing um and it was also great because by the time I, I was able to get published I had four kids mm -hmm. and it was something I could continue to do while raising four kids right. and um, and then also letting the experiences of that sort of inform what I was writing. Oh yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't considered that that would be an influence on a writer. I guess, I don't know, I always think of writers as having these big grand ideas and then they just flow. <laughs> and I don't think about the process, you know, when I'm reading a story. So what, what kind of is your process for developing that storyline? Well, you know, it's, it's changed a lot over the years because I think when I was young, it was like that. It was the ideas were there and came and, and then um, I got busy and I got tired and, and, um, and then suddenly real life was sort of there and, and that really started and then the ideas started to come more from that direction than mm -hmm. from anywhere inside of me. Um, as I think you know, you know my oldest son was on the autistic spectrum, and I co-wrote two nonfiction books about that too. And that really, you know, if you look at my books, sort of from beginning to end, you'll see this sort of theme mm -hmm. of neurodiversity sort mm -hmm. of creeping in in mm -hmm. various forms until my last novel. You know, it was sort of just out there in the forefront, main mm -hmm. character. You know, that right, was right. Uh, so a huge part. So that is kind of the topic that you're going to be speaking at our con conference here um, at OLC about diversity in characters. What, how is that coming about? How did you sort of craft that main character as diverse? Um, it was really important to me to have a, a main character, and it's, it's funny because these days I just feel it's more important than ever to, to include diversity. There are mm -hmm. so many reasons and I could, I could go into them, but you know, the short reason is I think that, that for all, that all of us need to understand that diversity enriches communities and it also really enriches books and, mm -hmm. and movies and entertainment. And I wanted, um, and then, you know, having children who uh, are diverse in certain ways, um, you know, I'm going to tell a story about this tomorrow, um, but 
but just that my kids, you know, I have a son who's on the autistic spectrum, I have a son who's gay, I have a daughter who deals with anxiety, like I have a lot of things going on with my kids and I, I want them, I want it to sort of be recognized that, that while they are, are sort of different from each other, maybe different from other people, that all, mm -hmm. that, that being diverse is not in and of itself Mm -hmm. different it, it mm -hmm. is we are sure. all diverse you know yeah. in different ways and and that that's something that should be celebrated because mm -hmm. it does enrich the world and um and, and one of those ways is to is to um get comfortable with diversity by seeing mm -hmm. these seeing people represented in movies and mm -hmm. books and tv shows you know it's mm -hmm. it's the more the more you see it the more you're comfortable with mm -hmm. it and the more i think we, we can all embrace it so from your perspective, would it be more rewarding to have one of your readers um, become more socially aware about diversity from reading one of your books, or would it be more rewarding for someone to see themselves in one of your characters? Oh, that is such a good question. Um, I would like to feel that everyone will see themselves, and mm -hmm. you know, one of the reasons, as you know, I did a bunch of Jane Austen adaptations. Mm -hmm. One of the things I love about Jane Austen is that we can read her, you know, a hundred and uh, two hundred. Sorry, yeah. two hundred yeah. years after she wrote it. I was trying to do the math, and all of a sudden I thought, "That's no, you can't start with a hundred. You need to start with two hundred, <laughs> two hundred some odd years after she wrote them." And there are things that are so relatable. Okay, mm -hmm. there are things that aren't. Maybe you know yes. some of the class stuff. Maybe. <laughs> But, you know, when Elizabeth Bennet in Pride and Prejudice is embarrassed by her family, I mean, who hasn't been through right. that? Who hasn't yes. felt like, oh my God, Mom, I can't believe you just said that <laughs> in front of the people I wanted to impress, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. It is, and she captures it so well. Right. Um, you know, moments like that, or moments where you, you're sort of attracted to someone, but then, you know, you lash out and say something mm -hmm. mean because you're mm -hmm. uncomfortable with that feeling, you know? Anyway, she's so, so brilliantly universal. Um, so I love, you know, if I write something, I want people to read it and say, oh, I've had a moment like that. I've mm -hmm. had a moment where, you know, I've said something stupid and, mm -hmm. and regretted it. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I want them to see, oh, look, this person maybe doesn't look like me, or maybe this person um, has a different sexual orientation from me, or maybe this person, you know, has a different religion from me, or whatever, and yet this person feels exactly the same way mm -hmm. I do um, when, when he or she says something stupid. So, okay. so I guess... In my grandiose dreams, it would be mm -hmm. both that people would recognize themselves and also be a little pushed. Mm -hmm. I love that. It was a very long one today. <laughs> no, it's great. I, I think I, when we were talking about this earlier, I think books are such a, a unique and universal lens to look through your individual world into the grander world that's out yeah. there and all of the possibilities because you can come across that person who is so similar to you and yet thinks so differently or has such a different background and and to see the similarities and the differences is such an important exactly. piece of literature. And not be afraid of the differences, mm. to, to sort of celebrate that, yes, we all know what, what certain experiences are like and then say, and yet in these ways you are completely different from me, mm -hmm. but that's okay. Right, yes. <laughs> you know, we don't, all, we don't have to... Mm -hmm believe the same things A to Z to understand the common humanity of, oh my God, my parents are embarrassing. You know, that, that's, yes. I think that's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful thing. Um, okay, so just wrapping up here, everybody always wants to know, how did you get started 
as a writer, like the process of getting published? What did that look like for you? Was it, was it difficult? Was it very easy? Um, was it, was, it enjoyable it, or horrendous? <laughs> you know, it, it involved a lot of rejection, which it mm -hmm. does for everyone. And, um, you know, I actually had, you know, I, I struck, well, I wouldn't say gold, but I, I succeeded with my third agent. Mm -hmm. You know, there had been a lot of near misses, mm -hmm. a lot of, um, like I said, rejection, a lot of frustration. And um, it, 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 my advice is always to anyone starting out is, um, start the next project before you know what's happening with the one you just finished because mm -hmm. because it's so easy to feel defeated it's so easy to feel like oh this didn't go you know or this person rejected it mm -hmm. and so often people just give up mm -hmm. um and the thing is it's like you know i know someone uh i know a story about someone who ended up having his cartoons published in the new yorker and he was sending them and sending them you know one a month and then and kept getting rejected and kept getting rejected and and but but he would send the new batch before he'd get the rejection from the previous month and finally there was a note among the you know the form rejection that said we're paying attention don't stop mm -hmm. um, and sure enough he broke through and he became a regular cartoonist right. for the New Yorker and and that's what you have to do is you have to say okay this this thing got rejected but I'm already invested in this next thing and that's mm -hmm. gonna be amazing and you mm -hmm. have to you know and and it's really about perseverance mm -hmm. um, it you know I'm sure there are people who who wrote something brilliant the first time and instantly you know and did it big, right them. exactly <laughs> and you know uh, good for them that wasn't you know I had I had a I think a more classic more mm -hmm. familiar tale <laughs> of you know the first few things I wrote got rejected mm -hmm. um, and then then one didn't but mm -hmm. it took years so did you ever go back to those first submissions and look at them again? Um, That's such a good question. In, in, you know, thinking like, oh, now I have, you know, some published works behind me. Maybe I can, you know, move this original project forward. Did that ever happen or it didn't did you let them go? Me. No. And there are people who I'm sure, yes. In fact, I know a published author who went back and, and took something that had been rejected in his early years and rewrote it. Mm -hmm. No. Absolutely not, and that has everything to do with me and nothing to do with mm -hmm. um, publishers or agents or anything. I am the kind of person, it's really hard for me to go back to something from the past. Mm -hmm. It just is. I feel very, um, like I've moved on and I'm slightly embarrassed about the past. And, you know, I was the same <laughs> way with old boyfriends. Like okay, I never sure. wanted to stay in touch with old boyfriends. It's oh, like out of the future. That's such an interesting comparison. Yeah. <laughs> right? It was well, just moving on. Sure. <laughs> what's next? <laughs> so um, that's sort of how I've been with books. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and we'll look forward to your next work. Thanks for listening to Lima Reads. Keep the conversation going by commenting on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Lima Public Library. 